Welcome to the She Finds Joy podcast, where I teach you how to step into the arena of bigness, all the while creating more joy along the way. That's right. We are capable of reclaiming our power, our purpose, our boldness and bravery, and putting our bigness into the world. I'm Kim Strobel, your truth-telling, real-talk happiness coach, who believes in giving you the tools to create a life you really love. After all, when we're playing in our arenas of bigness, life gets better as we get older. So buckle up for the no BS, zero fluff advice that gives you the small steps for big joy. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to be with you here today. Real quickly, one of the things that really helps us is if you can scroll down on the podcast app and write a review for us. That really just helps us be able to get ourselves out in the world a little bit in a little bit of a bigger way. And I would so appreciate it if you would just take the time to give it five stars if you think it's worthy of five stars and to write us a little review. What we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about how tiny changes can make a big difference. You know, one of the things that I see us doing all the time as human beings, me included, is we underestimate the value of little itty bitty, tiny, small improvements that happen on a daily basis. We kind of have it in our mind or we convince ourselves that in order to get massive results in our life, because we all want massive results, right? We want to make a lot of money or save a lot of money or get a way better job or lose lots of weight or start exercising and meditating and doing our gratitude journal and writing our affirmations. And we all want these massive results. And what I know from the women who are in my 90-day program is they do end up getting massive results, but it's because we teach them teeny tiny habits that end up having a really big gain in their life because it starts like a snowball effect. It starts a ripple effect. But we kind of convince ourselves that if we want to have massive success in our life and whatever that looks like, massive success in your relationship, massive success in your dream business, massive success in changing your body, that we have to take massive action. And I'm super guilty of this too But what happens is we put this crazy amount of pressure on ourselves and we feel like we have to make these earth shattering changes in our life. But the truth is research doesn't support that. In fact, the research I'm going to share with you might actually blow your mind. All you have to do is improve by 1%. Now I get it. You're like, Kim, there's no way. I don't believe you. I don't believe that 1% is all I have to do, that I just have to improve my life by 1%. But yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. And that's what I want to talk to you about today because we've all got these stories in our head and it says, oh, I need to take massive courageous action in order to get massive results. And that's where we're misinformed. Because it's really about small, teeny, tiny changes, 1% changes. And those teeny, tiny changes 
are actually what get you to that big, bold, brave life that you're after. But here's the problem. 1% isn't really noticeable. And so we quickly dismiss it because we don't notice it at first. But actually, 1% over time is super impactful. And I'm going to tell you why. It's super meaningful in the long run. And it happens quickly. And it's pretty incredible. If we can make improvements by 1% every single day. So here's what I know when it comes to this. Here's the math. If you, now listen carefully, if you make a 1% change, you get better by 1% every single day for an entire year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done. 37 times better if you can make teeny tiny changes of 1% every single day. But guess what? Some of us go in the opposite direction. Some of us get 1% worse every day. And if you get 1% worse every day for a year, well, then you're going to decline nearly down to zero, right? You're not making any progress. And so what happens is this little 1% teeny tiny change in your life. And I get it. It starts out as a really small win and you're not paying attention to it at first, or maybe you're going in the opposite direction. It might be like a minor setback, but then all of a sudden, nine weeks later, that minor little setback has changed into nine weeks of you not saving money, nine weeks of you not getting the exercise program implemented that you want to. And, you know, you miss one day and the next thing you know, you've missed a hundred days. Now, we all fall off the bandwagon. We all take steps forward and maybe a half step back. But sometimes when people say, Kim, why are you so crazy about your running? Why do you have to run 35 miles a week? Why can't it be 34? Why can't you miss one run and it be 30? And it's simply because what happens is the research is really strong that once you fall off the bandwagon one day, that one day can turn into two, that two turns into five, and that five turns into nine weeks later, and you haven't yet started your exercise program. And so what we're really talking about is we're talking about habits. We're talking about teeny tiny changes that are in the direction of where you want to go. And habits work a whole lot like compound interest. I don't know if you all know about compound interest, but I'm crazy about compound interest because this is how people can save money and it begins a ripple effect and it starts by saving very, very little. Dave Ramsey talks about this. Uh, we've had many compound interest conversations with our 20-year-old son because we're trying to help him understand the value of investing his money 
and saving it as at a very young age because frankly, my husband and I did not do that. We did not know about compound interest. We did not know about teeny tiny little habits that end up having a huge effect on your life. Being able to save teeny tiny amounts that rolls over into compound interest, which I'm going to explain to you. And then I'm going to show you how that affects your life in other ways. And so, you know, Back in the day, we, my husband and I, we, we didn't choose to save money. We opted for the $500 a month car payment versus, you know, driving a $2,000 car maybe that was reliable and putting that $500 a month in the Roth IRA. IRA. Um, but then we took Dave Ramsey's money class and we started to learn about compound interest and we became really motivated to begin saving money. And so I'm not going to give you the exact numbers and you can actually Google this. Um, it's a Dave Ramsey video on combined interest that let me tell you will be worth you Googling and watching. But basically what happens is you have two different people. Let's take um, person A and person B. And so person A actually begins to save $2,000 a year from age 18 to age 26, all right? So $2,000 a year from age 18 to age 26. Okay, so if person A, and bear with me here, saves 2,000 a year, let's say they start at age 19, all right? So at age 19, they put 2,000 into an investment at age 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. So they have eight years of putting $2,000 a year or $167 a month in a retirement fund. All right. So this means that after eight years, person A has invested $16,000 in a retirement fund. Now let's pretend that person A stops contributing and from age 27 until age 66, when they retire, they never contribute another dollar. Now, let's take person B. And person B is like Kim and Scott Strobel. They don't start saving until they're 27 years old. They don't contribute anything from age 19 to age 27. And then finally at age 27, they start contributing $2,000 every single year from age 27 all the way to age 66. All right. So however many, let's say that's 40 years, right? 27. So that'd be 37, 47, 57, 67. Let's just say it's 40 years. So 40 years of 2000. So let's say they've invested about $80,000. All right. So hang with me because I'm going to show you how compound interest works, but I'm going to show you why we need to do compound interest in our personal development goals as well. So I know I might be being monotonous, but you're listening to me and I really want you to understand this. So person A has 16,000 invested. They invested 2,000 a year starting at age 19. They stopped at age 26. They never invested any more money. Person B invested like $80,000, all 
starting at age 27 every single year until age 66. So approximately $80,000 is what they invested. Here's what we know. Person A, the one who started eight years earlier. On average, we know that when that person retires and they've invested only 16000 it will be worth $2.2 million. $2.2 million. This is what we've told our son. We're like, dude, just save your money. Don't go out and get a fancy car. Save your money. 2000 bucks a year. And he's done it. He's done it actually since he was 17 years old. He started putting 2000 a year in a Roth IRA. And we're like, dude, if you can just do this for eight years, and the, and the bottom line is he's probably going to keep contributing to his retirement. But if he just does it for eight years, he will earn in, and make about $2.2 million. Now, what's interesting is the person B who put in like 80000 who started six years, sorry, six, yeah, six years later, I think it was, or eight years later, here is what his is worth, $1.5 million. Now, still good, right? I mean, $1.5 million is still good, but look at the difference. That is like an $800,000 difference, and he never caught up with person A who only put 16,000 in and person B put in 80,000 and still in the long run was unable to catch up. Folks, this is what combined interest does. Teeny, tiny, small little things that you're not even noticing at first, right? So what, you've got 2,000 after year one. You're not even noticing, but that builds and builds and keeps rolling over as combined interest until eventually after, you know, it's been in there for 30 or so years or 40 years, it now that 16,000 is worth 2.2 million. And it really doesn't make sense, does it? But this is how combined interest works because whenever person A put his money in eight years earlier, he got the value of even more combined interest, which means he got way more money in the bank than person B. And that's how combined interest works. And I want you to apply combined interest to your life, not just to your money, but to your life because little itty bitty tiny changes end up having a massive ripple effect in your life. And you know, that's what we do as human beings. We dismiss these tiny little changes. You know, we go to the gym three weeks in a row and we're like, well, my body hasn't even changed. This obviously isn't working. I'm still not in shape. I still haven't lost the weight. And so you quit, right? Or you save your money for an entire year. And then the next year or five years later, you're like, well, I'm still not you know, we're not gaining massive amounts of money. This isn't really working. I'm still not a millionaire. I, I'm not going to keep doing this. It's not working. It's too much time. You know, it's taking too much time. Or you eat healthy for two weeks in a row and you're like, damn it, I haven't even lost a pound. And then you throw the talent because you don't see that the 1% matters because it's hardly noticeable. But you need to understand that even if it's not noticeable, 
it is still having and will eventually have a big effect because it's working like compound interest. All right. It's a small, teeny tiny habit that looks like it's having a slow transformation. But what we know is that when we're, when things take time, it makes it super easy for us to give up or to let the bad habit slide back in. You eat healthy for two weeks, the scale doesn't move and you're like, screw it. That's not working, right? Or you work really late one night and you ignore your your family and you know that your job is getting away and it's stealing family time um, and you hope they forgive you and then all of a sudden it's two weeks later and you're still working late and you're still not spending time with your family and now your family starts to resent you. And so it's these single decisions that are really easy to dismiss that we talk ourselves out of that makes us not be able to really implement the kind of change that we're wanting to see in our life. And so when we're thinking about this, right, we're thinking about how does this look in my life? What are teeny tiny, small, little one degree habits that I can implement and I can stay in them for the long run. I can let them build a fine compound interest so that eventually it ends up having a massive result in my life. Now, I'm going to stop here because I've given you a lot to think about in your own life. And again, I would love for you to pop in the She Finds Joy Facebook group. If you've listened listened to this, let us know that you're going to make a commitment to a one, a one degree change, right, in your life, 1% or one degree. And I'm actually going to follow this up with a part two episode because It's not just the habits that we struggle with, it's the systems. And we're going to talk about that in the next episode. We did it. Thank you so much for listening in on the She Finds Joy podcast today. I'm honored to share this space with you and I hope you keep showing up as the real you in this world. As always, this conversation will be continued in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to kimstrobel.com forward slash she finds joy to connect with other joy seekers just like you.